0: Hello, Miami Dolphin fans. Welcome to the same old Dolphin show, now part of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network. I'm Josh Katzker with me today and every day is my brother from the exact same mother, Aaron the Brain. Aaron, say hello to the people.
1: Hello to the people.
0: Well, Brain, here we are. We are, we are living in the time after the miami miracle it has been uh for much of the miami dolphins fan base a very very exciting time they've got t-shirts being printed to commemorate the event uh there are all kinds of videos going on you know going on fan videos videos of people reacting to the play videos of dissecting the play and this is how it happened uh just one of those turns into uh, one of those historic uh, events in in NFL history. A pretty pretty amazing uh, thing, and but now we've got to move past it. Uh, we got to move past that event and move forward because there's another big football game that lies ahead for the Miami Dolphins. They they travel to Minnesota this week to take on the Vikings in what is going to be a pretty tough football game. For the Dolphins although maybe not quite as tough as we might have thought at one point either way it's still going to be a pretty tough game but I guess before we dive into that I guess there's one sort of Miami miracle related storyline that still seems to be going out going on there and that is the uh, the saga of Kenyon Drake's football. Kenyon Drake of course at the end of the play threw the football into the scent into the stands. And then pretty shortly after the game came out saying, look, uh, that was a mistake. I really didn't want to do that. I would really like to have that football back. And if you've got it, please get in touch with me. We can work out a deal. I've got jerseys. I've got cleats. I've got tickets to dolphin games. Let me know what you want to do. And I'll get you the football or you get me the football and I'll get you that stuff and we can make it work out. And so then, so that's out there. And then some time goes by and we're not hearing anything about it. And then I guess what comes, what it, what it, what ends up coming out is that the football was not caught by a Dolphin fan. In fact, it wasn't, it wasn't caught by a Patriot fan. It was caught by a couple of guys who happened to be there at the game, uh, that were there with friends of theirs. They weren't particularly fans of either team and they've got the football and the word that was coming out was that these guys were trying to sort of fleece Kenyon Drake. They were, they were asking for like $200,000 or something like that, $250,000 or something like that for, for this football so that, you know, they would, they would give it back if they could get all that money. And I, I don't know, it seems a little bit ridiculous to me. My understanding is that they've now come down in their offer and they're just now asking for like Super Bowl tickets or something like that. But it seems a little bit ridiculous to me that people are going this crazy about this situation. Uh, people are going crazy like asking a football player for that kind of money for something that would be a really important item in their life. But I don't know. what. What is your take on this, Brain? A lot of people see him up in arms about it. A lot of people are completely indifferent. Where do you fall? I mean, I'm mostly indifferent. If it, if it was
1: me, I would just, you know, I'd make a deal with Kenyon Drake, you know, get my picture taken with, with, with him or with a couple of the guys, get some memorabilia. And then, you know, if you want, if you care about money, if you care about the money more than you do about the keepsake, or the sentimental value of it. I mean, you could always sell the memorabilia that you get with with the audi- with the autographs and everything like that. Um, you know, if you get like a signed football or signed jersey and signed cleats, I mean, you always put that stuff on on eBay or or whatever. However, these things are done nowadays. Um, but I also don't blame anybody for trying to get money out of it. Uh, especially if they're not a fan of the dolphins, because if you're not, if you're completely indifferent to Kenyan Drake and the Miami dolphins, like you, you don't owe them anything. Uh, if they, you know, if they want what you've got, you've got all the leverage on it. So get what you can get out of it. So I, I don't really care. Uh, you know, it's not what I would do. Uh, cause I just
0: don't. I don't think that way. I guess, but I can't blame them. I mean, sure. I guess to a certain degree, it is the American thing to do, right? Get whatever you can get out of the situation. But oh, yeah. Uh, I mean, but you know, it is. It's all. It's also the uh, kind of American thing to do to take emotion out of it completely and just make whatever decision you want to make. But uh, yeah, it's kind of kind of a ridiculous situation. I I, I think you know. You got to understand where the guy is coming from, where the player is coming from, and it's something that means a lot to him. And you, listen, you're going to get something out of the deal. You caught the football, you know, whatever. It's part of your story. Don't try to get rich quick off of the guy. That's, I don't know, to me that it just seems a little bit ridiculous to uh, take a step like that. But at any rate, uh, it is what it is, I suppose. Um, and... We're gonna keep following the saga. As of yet, the ball hasn't been returned. It seems like maybe the guys have come down to earth as far as like what they want for it. So we'll see how that ends up. At the end of the day, we'll we'll follow it closely here on the same old Dolphin Show, and we'll we'll have an update for you perhaps uh, as soon as our next episode. I guess if there if there is an update to give at that point in time. In the meantime, it's time for us to turn our focus to a big road game that the Miami Dolphins have uh, coming up on Sunday against the Minnesota Vikings, a game that if they can win is going to put the Dolphins in a pretty good situation as they head into the final two weeks of the season as far as making the playoffs goes. Uh, But Uh, As as has been the case all season, there's a bit more injury news to talk about it. It looks like Jake Brendel, who at one point we thought was going to be coming back to the team soon, is now going to miss the rest of the season. The Dolphins put him on IR with his calf injury, so Brendel is not coming back, and the status of Xavier Howard as we record this on Thursday night remains completely up in the air, and we don't know... Whether he is going to play at this point, it is looking probably more likely than not that he's going to miss this game. And I think that is going to turn out to be a huge factor in this game because Minnesota is one of the best passing teams in the league and they've got two uh just i i would say elite receivers in Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs and if Xavier Howard the best cornerback on the Dolphins perhaps one of the best perhaps the best cornerback in the league if he's missing from this game uh that is going to be put a, a huge wrench in the Dolphins' defense's plans when it comes to stopping the Minnesota Vikings. Of course, the Minnesota Vikings have, are not without some drama of their own. They've lost three of their last four games. Of course, those three losses came on the road to New England, Chicago, and and the Rams. So it's it's not games that you would blame them for losing, but it, you know, they've they've had a rough go of it recently as well. And in fact, after their loss on Monday night, I'm sorry, not the Rams, the Seattle Seahawks was the team. Um, after losing that game to the Seahawks, uh, the Vikings fired their offensive coordinator, John DeFilippo, who was one of the names being bounced around as a possible head coach candidate for next season. And, and in all honesty, he may very well end up still being that, but at this point, he was let go by the Minnesota Vikings because their offense had sort of become a bit stagnant, and they apparently Zimmer, Mike Zimmer, their, the head coach of the Vikings, wants to be able to run the ball a lot more than what he's been able to do within what Filippo was doing. DeFaliba wants to throw the ball. Zimmer wants to run it, and he's got a pretty good two-headed monster running attack with Dalvin Cook and uh, my good close personal friend, Latavius Murray, and... So it it's going to be interesting in that the Dolphins head into this game brain possibly without their best cornerback and facing a Minnesota Vikings team that is going to come out offensively one would assume with a very different look and one that there's probably not 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 a lot put on tape that is going to prepare the Dolphins for whatever it is that the Vikings are going to come out doing on Sunday afternoon.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't go that far because it's not like they're going to come out and they've got a completely new playbook. I mean, they're going to be running the same plays that they've been running all season. They just might not be, they might not have the same tendencies. Uh, so you might not be able to necessarily, You know, look at what they've done the whole year as far as do they run on on second and long or second and short? Do they throw on first down? What do they do on third and two, third and three? Those kinds of things, because those are basically, you know, all of those stats, all of that information pertains to the play caller there before. And now you have a new play caller, and you would assume that if anything is going to change, that's what it's going to be. But it's not like they're going to bring in a new offensive coordinator and all of a sudden they're going to have this new playbook to learn because you can't do that in the, in the middle of the season. And you certainly can't do that, you know, just to, you know, to have like a few days to digest all of these new, new plays. That's not how it works. So the majority of what they do is going to be the same. It's just tendencies could be different. So, you know, Mike Zimmer says they wanted to run the ball more. So I think you could expect that Minnesota is going to come out and they're probably going to try to establish the run. And that makes sense because when you look at the success that they had last year, making it all the way to the NFC title game uh, with Case Keenum as their quarterback, they got there by playing great defense and by running the ball. Um, and I think that, you know, they went out and they spent a lot of money. On Kirk Cousins, they obviously they've got a great one two punch at receiver with Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs and uh, Treadwell is there and they, they spent a high draft pick on him a couple of years ago. So he's a nice weapon for them as well. And you still got Kyle Rudolph. So there's, there's all these weapons there and you spent all that money to bring in a quarterback that you feel is a franchise quarterback. So it is the natural inclination, especially in today's past happy NFL to go out there and try to sling the ball around. But in doing that, it seems like they've had an identity crisis. And it has changed, you know, the defense hasn't been quite as good as it's been in years past. And now here over the last few weeks, the offense has gotten stagnant and it's been uh, yards on a yards per play basis. It's been a below average offense. It's actually ranked lower than the Dolphins right now, uh, which is which is unbelievable to think about. Uh, so that's why D Filippo was fired. And I, I think what you'll see is I think you'll see Minnesota come out and, and be a little bit more patient with the run and, and try to grind games out on the strength of their defense. And if that's what they're going to do, uh, I mean, I, I still expect them to throw the ball and attack. What would be a glaring weakness if Xavier and Howard doesn't play, because you'd be crazy not to, but, you know, we've seen the way this Dolphins defense has struggled to stop the run, especially when they need to worry about the pass. Uh, so this seems like a nightmare matchup to me for this Dolphins defense.
0: Yeah. And that's, that's the situation. And it's, it was always going to look like a tough, uh, matchup for the Dolphins and it, it continues to look that way in that the Dolphins' defense has, has struggled at times, particularly against the run. And so with uh, the Vikings shifting in all likelihood to a more run-oriented attack, uh, you, you wonder how the Dolphins' defense is going to handle it. Now, the one sort of, I guess, thing that you can take away from this and, and look at maybe as a positive is that Kirk Cousins has struggled against teams with winning records. And believe it or not, the Dolphins have a winning record right now. So maybe this is something to take and say, maybe he's going to struggle against this Dolphins team. He's also getting hit quite a bit. Um, and so if the Dolphins can continue to produce some pressure, um, that might help as well. Now you got to say the Dolphins defense adjusted pretty well to uh stop the Patriots running game in the game last week, which is something that we haven't, we've seen the Dolphins struggle with stopping the run, but they it looked like the Dolphins came out in this game against the Patriots with the decision made to, we're not going to let the Patriots run the ball on us. If they're going to beat us, it's because Tom Brady's going to throw and beat us. And that very nearly happened, but the Dolphins did what they needed to do. They did what they set out to do and shut down uh, the Patriots running game. So the question is, are they going to be able to do that again this week against Minnesota? We saw Raekwon McMillan have easily his best game as a pro last week against New England. So if he can continue to play like that and the Dolphins can work to plug up the holes, maybe that is something that will, uh, they, they can have a little bit of success in stopping the run. Now, of course, when it comes to stopping the passing game, again, that's. It's a question mark. You gotta worry because, but, and it's not just Diggs and Thielen, but with, with Rudolph, the tight end as well. Uh, just a lot of weapons for Minnesota to use against this Dolphins defense that, uh, you know, even in a victory last week, still gave up 33 points to the New England Patriots. Uh, now, of course, they made some adjustments in the second half of that game and only gave up six points in the second half. That's certainly a positive, but I think the Dolphins are going to need to find a way to stifle the run game and make Minnesota one-dimensional and try to figure out a way to force some turnovers in order to win this game this week. On the other side of the ball, this is one of the other areas that becomes really interesting as you head into this game, Brain, because the Dolphins' offenses look like two different, two completely different things on at home and on the road. They they play very well on the road and find way, or I mean at home rather, um, and and Ryan Tannehill has looked very, very good at home. However, on the road they have struggled somewhat um uh, their last road game was the the game against the colts and of course this was a game where they they looked good for stretches of the game but then they of course had the the collapse in the fourth quarter that appeared to mostly be on 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 play calling as opposed to play. But again, this is the difference between Adam Gase and his offense that looks really great and aggressive at home, but at times gets very conservative on the road. So can this offensive unit put four quarters of good football together on the road in Minnesota against a Vikings defense that is not overpowering um, although, I mean, it is one of the, one of the best defenses in the league, giving up, uh, it's fifth in overall yards allowed per game, 323.6 yards per game. Uh, how are the Dolphins going to manage to have se- uh, have sex, have success <laughs> offensively against the Minnesota Vikings?
1: Well, if they win, they should have a lot of sex.
0: <laughs> Fair enough.
1: They deserve it. If they, they go up there, they win look, it's, it's going to be cold. You're going to be feeling, it's feeling an indoor good. It's an, indoor stadium. Go it's an indoor stadium. Yeah. But Minnesota is cold. So, I mean, you, you go out of there, I mean, granted, you know, wherever you're staying you're going to have heat and everything, but you're going to want, you know, you're going to feel good. You're going to feel celebratory and you deserve, you know, to, to have the warmth of someone else, you know, by your side after, after a big victory like that. So, you know, I don't blame them if they want to have sex if they win, but you got to win first. Yeah, if you, if you oh, lose, if you, if you lose, how
0: they-
1: <laughs> if you lose,
0: no sex, no, no sex. If you lose, you don't deserve it. Yeah, you get, you get if you lose, you get no sex unless you turn around and figure out a way to beat Case Keenum at home the following week. Then you can have a little bit of sex. They're playing Case Keenum next week. Not Case Keenum. Uh, Cody Kessler. Excuse me. Oh, it's the okay. CK thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. All
1: right. But you wanted to know how they have to have what they need to do to have success.
0: Yes. How are they going to succeed on offense against the Minnesota Vikings? Well, they're
1: not going to have four quarters of like that's just not going to happen. They're not going to be able to win this game by just getting, you know, you know, if their defense gives up 30 points, they're losing this game. What they're going to need out of their offense is they're going to need a couple of big plays to get, you know, maybe a couple of cheap touchdowns. And then they're going to need a couple of sustained drives and they're going to need the defense to have a great game Uh, because I just think when you look at Minnesota's defense, Uh, they're one of the better run defenses in the league. They're top five defense overall in yards allowed and yards allowed per play. Um, it's just, it's not going to be easy for a Dolphins offense that has been pretty much up and down all year, especially on the road. Uh, I, I think this is a game where you, you just, you can't make the big mistake because you can't afford to allow a Minnesota offense that's been struggling in their own right to get a short field or to get any cheap points themselves. And offensively, I mean, aside from limiting mistakes, you just got to cash in on your opportunities. That means when you've got third and short, you got to convert it. When you get into the red zone, you got to get touchdowns. Um, If you've got an opportunity on a short field, you got to cash in. It's just about taking advantage of every opportunity that you get because I don't believe they will have a lot of opportunities. So I think if they can manage to get into the 20s, if they can get a quality game from their defense, they've got a chance to win this game. But I don't know if they'll be able to get into the 20s. And even if they get into the 20s, They're going to need to protect the ball because you cannot afford to turn the ball over against Minnesota.
0: Yeah, that's going to be the thing. They've got to play a clean game. I think I look at this game. It's on
1: Tannehill. I I think this game, I mean, obviously, we've had our most success when we've been able to run the ball. I think it's going to be difficult to run with Linval Joseph, you know, clogging up that middle against our interior. This is not the Patriots defense which is relatively soft this is a different type of defense and you also have to take into consideration that this is a Minnesota team playing at home with a chip on their shoulder basically playing for their season in this game yeah they're gonna give a motivated effort and the defense is you know the strength of the team so I think you're gonna get a really inspired effort from the Minnesota defense so it's just I think in order for the Dolphins to win this game, it's going to need to be on the shoulders of Tannehill. And that's, I mean, ultimately, that's what a franchise quarterback does is what is a franchise quarterback? A franchise quarterback is somebody that in the situations where you really need to be carried, the quarterback says, get on my back. I'm carrying this offense. I'm carrying us to victory. So this is an opportunity. This is like a show me game for Ryan Tannehill. He's had a few of these in the past where you've gone into games and you said, this is a kind of a show me game. And he's flopped um, historically when the dolphins have had these kinds of games against teams that are more physical than them in late in the season teams with more of a playoff pedigree, These are the games where the, especially when they're on the road, these are the kinds of games where the Dolphins go in and just get stomped. I, we, you know, Minnesota, this Minnesota team, it reminds me a lot of, you know, Baltimore, similar kinds of teams, a team that prides themselves on physicality, running the football, playing tough defense, stopping the run. And we know what has happened to the Dolphins when they've gone up against the Baltimore Ravens late in the season especially on the road and that that's kind of what this feels like to me.
0: Yeah, it really is that kind of game. It's it's a game where listen, you you had that big win over New England. You really want that game to mean something, then you need to follow it up with another with with another big performance. You need to find a way to get a result out of this game because You know, ultimately that game against New England doesn't mean a whole lot in the grand scheme of things if you sort of fall on your face the rest of the way. Um, and so this becomes a big, big deal. Um, and can Ryan Tannehill answer the bell? As you said, when he's had chances to really just put the team on his back and drag them to victory that has not typically been a scenario where he has succeeded and now he's going to find himself in that situation I think uh, a very good chance he finds himself in that situation against Minnesota this weekend so it's still a tough ask for the Dolphins here they, they've still got a lot to do in this game. the question of course is can they do it? Um, anything else that we need to talk about regarding this game brand before we, before we go, or is this a pretty quick preview show here? Anything else we're missing about this game? I think, I mean, I think we covered the basics. I think this is an interesting
1: game of a couple of quarterbacks that were drafted in the same draft class in Ryan Tannehill and Kirk cousins, uh, whose careers started differently uh, you know, Tannehill being drafted in the first round and being, and basically getting the keys to the Dolphins organization, you know, right off the bat starting since day one. Um, whereas Kirk cousins was drafted in the same draft with, with, uh, RG three, you know, in the fourth round by the, by the same team, by the Redskins and had to sit behind him as a backup for a couple of years and before ultimately earning his spot. And now, you know, the trajectory of both have, have kind of changed and they come into this game and Tannehill, you know, has been this much maligned quarterback that I guess has been playing well. And now over the last few weeks is now seemingly trending upwards and Kirk cousins after a couple of good years, got this monster contract. And even though a lot of people said, you know, probably was overpaid still people thought you know, probably worth the money because Minnesota is a, is a super bowl contender now because people viewed Kirk cousins as a franchise quarterback. And now with the failure of the Minnesota offense over the past couple of weeks, people are looking at Kirk cousins and they're saying, well, is he just as mediocre? Are these two quarterbacks in the same tier? So I think it's kind of an interesting comparison to make going into this game. Granted, You know, Kirk Cousins is going, one, has more talent around him and is going up against a Dolphins defense that is both banged up and has struggled all year, and Ryan Tannehill with less talent is going up against one of the better defenses in the league. So maybe, you know, not apples and oranges to just look at their numbers and say who plays better, but to look at both of these quarterbacks in this game and kind of compare and say, you know, Is one a franchise quarterback is, you know, more so than the other are neither of them franchise quarterbacks or are both of them franchise quarterbacks? I think that's an interesting little subplot going into this game.
0: Yeah. And the other, of course, the other element, it really is that, that playoff push for the Miami Dolphins. Of course, it's a big playoff push for the Vikings as well. The Vikings are fighting with lots of other teams for the sixth seed in the NFC. The Dolphins are fighting for the sixth seed in the AFC with Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Tennessee. All of them currently sit at seven and six. It's a situation where if the Dolphins can manage to win out, I think they're going to find themselves in a pretty good the odds are pretty good that the Dolphins make the playoffs if they win out. I think it the I think the only way they don't make the playoffs if they win out is if Indianapolis also wins out and those are the two teams that finish 10 and 6. Uh in that case the Colts own the head-to-head tiebreaker over the Dolphins. Um the Colts have a pretty tough uh Three games remaining. They've got Dallas, the Giants, and Tennessee. Uh, but most of the other situations, you know, I mean, if, uh, short of the Colts also finishing 10 at six, if the Dolphins finish 10 at six, they, they're in. If they, if the Dolphins finish and lose this game they're looking at a situation where they need the only chance for them to make the playoffs would be to win both of their final two games and then to also get uh, quite a bit of help um no need to get into those scenarios just yet because we don't know what the situation is going to be let's look at this game against minnesota and if the dolphins can win that game we're going to be looking at a much rosier situation i feel like come the end of the day on sunday so uh At any rate, things things look good if the Dolphins can win, but this is a very tough game for the Dolphins coming up Sunday in Minnesota, going to be a tough place to play, even though the Dolphins have won their last three games against the Minnesota Vikings historically. Still, this is, uh, I think, going to be a tougher mountain to climb than some of those other Minnesota teams that they've played uh, over the past 12 years. Anyway, I think we've pretty much run to the end of the show here, Brain, so why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Did you not want to make a prediction? Oh, God, I guess we should make a prediction. Didn't you do this last week, too? Maybe I'm this having the, deja vu. I'm just trying not to make predictions now. I'm just trying to get out of the prediction business. Uh All right, I'll make a prediction here. Well, since it worked out so well last week, I'm going to predict that the Minnesota Vikings Defeat your Miami Dolphins by a score of 41 to 10. Oh, man. I'm predicting that the defense is not going to do well. The Vikings are going to get a little bit of a, a a little bit of a bounce from the fact that uh, they fired their offensive coordinator. And so things are going to be a little bit fresher for them. I think that's going to be helpful for them. Even though it's a short week, they're traveling from Seattle where they played Monday night, uh, but they're coming home and they're facing a Dolphins defense that is, struggled. So I'm going to, end, you know, again, I picked the Patriots to blow us out last week and the Dolphins got the win. So I'm picking the Vikings to blow us out this week, 41 to 10, and maybe the Dolphins will surprise me and get the big win. How about you, Brain? Yeah,
1: I'm right there with you. I think that this is just, I think this is one of those games where we're going on the road the game is just as important to the other team, and I think the other team is the more talented team uh, and maybe the more motivated team coming into this one also, and I don't think it's a very good matchup for Miami, and uh, like I said, it just reminds me of those games where where we've played Baltimore. You know, even even a couple of years ago when we made the playoffs, we lost like one game in that stretch of games where, where we won, like at the end of the season and the game that we lost, we got stomped by Baltimore. Um, we, we just don't play well against teams that are just more physical and tougher than us. And the fact that we're going on the road in, into their environment and they're going to be so motivated. Uh, and then I agree with you. I think they get a little bit of a bump from, from the coaching change. I think if nothing else, You know, not just that it's a it's a fresh voice, but I think it just whenever a coach is fired, whenever there's a a a change in leadership like that, the onus then goes on the players, and that really serves to to bring them together to really focus. And I think that that's what you're going to see, and I think Minnesota is going to give. They're they're treating this like a playoff game, and I believe they're a playoff caliber team. I think they're gonna give an A-plus effort, and I just don't think the Dolphins match up well with them. I think Minnesota dominates from start to finish, and I'm saying 37 to 13.
0: It's a prove-it game for the Dolphins. If they want to be a playoff team, it's time for them to prove that they are one.
1: And I'll I'll go I'll go a step further. Uh I have been Extremely critical the last couple of weeks, and extremely vocal uh, about my desire for the Dolphins to lose games because I don't believe that the team is close, and I and I have no faith in the the front office in Tannenbaum and Greer to make the right decisions to have the right perspective based on what happens. But I will go this far. You know, I do think their last couple games, the wins are, are fluky, but if they're able to go into Minnesota and come away with a win, however they get it, and then they're able to finish it off by, by winning against Jacksonville and Buffalo, they will have, they will have earned uh, their spot in the playoffs. And while I don't think that they're necessarily close, I will, I will be impressed I will be very impressed uh, with this team and I'll feel like we have a foundation to build upon. Now that said, you know, would I necessarily be ready to like say, okay, we've got to like spend a whole bunch of money. I know we'll talk about that, you know, in the future, I wouldn't necessarily be there, but uh, I'd be very, very impressed if they went into Minnesota and won this game and then were able to win out. And they, I mean, if, they, if they're if they able to go into Minnesota and win this game this week, frankly, there's no reason they shouldn't win out.
0: That's, that's absolutely true. But, of course, there is one reason if they go into Minnesota and win, there is one reason that they wouldn't win out. Because they're the same old Dolphins. And that is because... <laughs> They would, in fact, be the same old dolphins. We'll find out whether or not they are the same old dolphins uh, in the weeks to come. But uh, hey, it's fun to have something to cheer for here in these, in these few weeks. It's, it's fun that the, to still be in the mix here in December. And we're going to continue to be in the mix at least until next week. And so that, that's a pretty good situation to be in for a Dolphin fan. And hey, if you had asked me that at the beginning of the season, if, if you had told me that the Dolphins were going to be competitive come weeks 15 and 16 in the season and be in the playoff hunt, I would have, I would have, Frankly, I would have said you're you're pulling my leg, but uh, I would have gladly accepted it. And you know, lo and behold, here we are. So it's a it's a pretty good situation. And uh, the Dolphins now go to Minnesota and have the opportunity to prove that they are in fact a team deserving of a spot in the playoffs. So uh, let's see what happens this weekend. In the meantime, Brain, why don't you tell the people where they can find you? Can find me on Twitter at Aaron the Brain. And I am, of course, on Twitter at Amplified to Rock, tweeting a lot at the official Sam Old Dolphins Twitter account, which is at Sam Old Dolphins. You can go to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Sam Old Dolphins, like us over there. Don't forget, we are now members of the DolphinsTalk.com podcast network, so you can find every episode of the show on DolphinsTalk.com. So make sure you pay a visit to DolphinsTalk.com each and every day because there's always new content going up on the site. Additionally, you can download, rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. So we'd very much appreciate you taking a little bit of time and leaving us a five-star rating, leaving us a nice review. Uh, It would certainly do a lot to help the show and spread the word to other doll fans out there in the universe. Of course, every episode of the show is also available on Google Play Music, Stitcher. We're also on SoundCloud, so you can like us and follow us on all of those platforms. Or anywhere really that you get your podcasts. If there is a particular podcast podcatcher or service that you would that you'd like to listen to podcasts on, and we are not currently on there, uh, please shoot me a message. Let me know what you think. Tweet at us at CMO Dolphins. Let us know what that service is, and I will uh, see what I can do about getting us added to that. Service. We will be back after the game on Sunday, either Sunday afternoon or evening, or or perhaps Monday, and we'll be back to recap all of the action that happens in the game on Sunday and sort of take stock of where we are going into the final two weeks of the season after that game. So uh, stay tuned on that one. Uh, In the meantime, take care of yourselves and each other. We will talk to you again next time. Bye-bye, everybody. Go Dolphins!